Hey everyone, it's SK Nelly. I'm the host of Change Your Love Life Summit, where world's leading love experts will show you how to transform your love life. So today's guest comes all the way from Australia. She's Renee Slansky. Welcome, Renee. Hi, welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. So our guest from Australia, uh, well, she's like a very special guest with a very, very special biography. Like, Renee, I'm going to say first a little bit uh, uh, something about you so that people can get to know you. So Renee Slansky is an Australian love and relationship coach, TV presenter, writer, and motivational speaker. She's a founder of the Dating Directory, which is one of the top 30 global dating blogs, and Australia's number one dating and relationship blog. So Renee uh, contributes advice to some of the largest online publications in the world, including The Huffington Post, The Good Man Project, Your Tango, Elite Daily, and more. She's a love advisor for over 30,000 women, but also works with men and couples to help them cultivate strong, healthy relationships. Well, Renee, I think this is uh, very, very, how to say, uh, in, in, interesting biography. So you have done a lot of things in your career and now you became a love coach, a love expert. So before we dive into today's topic, and it's a very hot topic, uh, I would like to hear something about you and about your career. And you were a model as well. So from being a model, a TV host, you you decided you are going to go after this career of being a love coach. So just tell us something about your background story. Yes. Yeah, so it's usually one of the questions I get asked is how did I become a dating and relationship coach? And to be honest, it wasn't something that I planned it was something that kind of just happened and it all started um, because I was dating a man who I met on one of my modeling jobs who mm-hmm. had a child to a previous relationship and at that time which was you know about 10 years ago no one was really talking about what it was like to to be in this situation of dating men who have got children you know I think online dating apps and online dating all well, that was still kind of a little bit taboo And so I created a blog and my blog, The Dating Directory, was basically a platform where I wanted to talk about, you know, what it's like to date nowadays, how to navigate Mm -hmm. your way. By that age, um, I'd already made a lot of mistakes and I was in, that ended up becoming my most toxic relationship, to be honest, but I wasn't aware of it until I got out of it. And I always had a passion for writing and I was always the sort of person that people would come to for dating and relationship advice. And I guess I just took this passion and I just started it. I started the blog. And then from that, that led to me um, starting to write for the Huffington Post and the Goodman Project, um, doing TV appearances on love and becoming an, an authority, I guess, and an expert in my field in Australia, which led my blog to becoming the number one. And 
that then led me to coaching because I had a lot of women approach me saying, are you just able to coach me? And it was something that I actually turned down in the beginning because I was like, no, I don't, I don't want to coach. Like, so I don't want to do that. Um, and then I realized, okay, well, maybe this is my way to help people on a deeper level. It was something that I'm so incredibly passionate about is seeing both men and women, but more in particular women, you know, living in their purpose, fulfilling, you know, who they are as a woman and understanding how to cultivate a healthy relationship. And the more that I got into this industry, the more I realized just how many women were experiencing the exact same thing that I went through. Um, And it's, it's just one of those things where I wanted to just bring an authentic voice, you know, and I've had a lot of women reach out to me and say, you know, they love how real I am. And I think I had this stigma attached that because I'd been a model, because I'd, you know, been in that industry that, I never had a problem finding a man or, you know, I never got rejected or, you know, I never had any of these issues, which was like completely the opposite. And even to this day, when I start to share some of my stories, um, like I even shared one this afternoon about climbing a a guy's fence, you know, on Instagram, people are like, what? You climbed someone's fence once to chase (laughs) a guy? I'm like, yeah. And, you know, I have all these these horror stories, um, which literally I've taken all my pain and all my bad dating Mm -hmm. experience and all my lack of knowledge and I've built a career out of it so that I can help women around the world and educate them and what my goal is actually to do is to bring love education into schools so that it becomes mandatory that people know how to a love themselves how to communicate their value and then set themselves up to be able to build healthy relationships in their life well that's great renee like you're such a great example you know people people oftentimes think that physical appearance like is is everything and it's not it's actually not so i was just about to ask you you are a very beautiful woman and what would you say uh, what is the role of physical appearance when it comes to dating and how important is it actually and you can you can tell the, uh, this from your own experience and also from being a love expert so it's it's going to be interesting to hear this from you yeah look i think we all have our own types and mm-hmm. I remember uh, a friend once saying to me, oh, Renee, if you just stop dating good-looking men, then you won't have a problem. Or I used to have other friends say to me, well, it's because you're so good-looking, that's why you're having so many issues in your relationships. And we have this mindset that our appearance is either the yes or the no to whether or not we're worthy of love. And Mm -hmm. it's a complete lie because what you look like has nothing to do with the choices that you make in who you choose to date and what you do in that relationship to set the tone of that relationship. I think whilst being good looking to whatever Mm -hmm. society standards are good looking can give you an advantage as much as a disadvantage at the same time. You know, the advantage would be, you know, if you're highly attractive, then you're probably going to get more attention. But As if you can't tell the difference between negative and positive attention, then you're just going to find yourself in the same position as anyone else who is also not able to tell the difference. The only thing is, is you're going to have even more of it. So it's going to be harder to shift through who's actually there for the right intentions as mm-hmm. opposed to just giving you attention. There's also this uh, stigma attached that if you are beautiful, if you're a model, then, then you've got no problems. And so it's almost like you have to hide behind what people expect of you because of how you look. 
and kind of just suck it up when in reality, you know, you still might struggle from low self-esteem like I used to. You know, you still might chase men and people just assume that you have no problem so they treat you differently when really you've got as many battles as anyone else. Um, On the other hand, you know, women who do struggle with their appearance or maybe women who aren't typically as good looking as what society says, um, they shouldn't see it as a disadvantage, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, we're not there to please everyone. We can't Mm -hmm. date everyone. We shouldn't want to date everyone. And we want to know that the person that is falling in love with us isn't just falling in love with us because of how we look, you know. Um, At the end of the day, whoever you choose to invest into it as a relationship, they're always going to get to a point where it doesn't just become about the physical attraction, you know. Whilst men are obviously visual creatures um, and it's one of the things that they obviously will ask a girl out or not because they're attracted to or not, it's not the the solid foundation on which you build a relationship from. Um, And I think women, statistically proven women who maybe aren't as supermodel, Victoria's Secret Mm -hmm. model or whatever, tend to have longer relationships and tend to have relationships and find it easier in dating because they attract the sort of men who aren't just there for the shallow sort of reasons. You know, they're attracting men who actually want a solid relationship and they have, you know, other qualities about them that they're focusing on and relying on, especially in social media where there's such a major focus on how you look and what your boob size is and if you've got hair extensions and eyelash extensions and all these sort of things. And women are assuming that they're worth is based on how they look because how they look equals how much attention they get on social media. And they assume that if I show more skin, then I'll get more attention, therefore I'm worth more to a man. And then they're wondering why these men are coming in but they're just leaving as quickly as they're coming in, you know, because they're basing, you know, their decisions and who they choose off how much response they get from how they look. I'm here to help you with your specific situation. If you want to start changing your love life now, Find my latest blog or apply for coaching on sknelly.com. You couldn't be, they couldn't be further away from the truth because also uh, when talking about social networks, like everyone are so pretty and it's not, uh, it's not actually real. So I have to let my dog out. Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. Keeping it real. <laughs> I under I understand. I have cats. Maybe one of them will pass through here. <laughs> so I completely understand. So what I wanted to say that the image that people have on us uh, on social networks is not actually real because everyone have their makeup and not not to even mention uh, all kinds of filters and so on and women looking at other women and their pictures they're kind of thinking oh my god i don't look good enough but yeah. but it's not even real what i see like it's a perfect image of everyone so yeah i i'm happy that you brought this up and everything that you said it's it's such a great introduction to our topic today and that is why he ran from you but committed to the girl after you so this is something that happened to many of my friends my clients all over the world and i assume that you you have like 
your own experience. We, we all have this experience, yeah. <laughs> our own experience to start with. But uh, starting from your own experience and from the experience of your clients, what, how would you answer this question? Yes, um, I remember I had this pattern of I was dating these guys and it would all start off amazing as it usually does. And then it always gets to a point where they pull back they don't give me as much attention. All of a sudden, I'm the one chasing them and then they don't want a relationship or they don't want to commit. And literally, they marry the girl after me. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. what the heck? Am I like the set-up girl? Am I the girl that's like, <laughs> if you want to meet your future wife, date me first because you'll meet her right after me, right? And Perfect, perfect, Renee. <laughs> it's something that like even my ex who the whole reason why I got into this industry because of the, the crap that I, crap of relationship I had with him, he mm -hmm. went after I was with him for three and a half years, always trying to get him to commit, you know, wanting to have that dream with him. And thank God I didn't marry him. But literally three months after we broke up, he went and proposed to a new girl. And I was just like, what? <laughs> what? I mean, after that, I was, I'd already moved on and I realized I wouldn't want it anyway, but I was just like, this is crazy. And it's funny because I've actually had so many women contact me and have the exact same thing to happen to them. And they're just like, okay, what this does is it tells you two things. It tells you that men do want to commit. Even the men that mm -hmm. you dated do want to commit. The second thing it tells you is that clearly if there is a pattern happening where men are committing to women after you, then it's not really the men. It has something to do with you. And I think this in any issue when it comes to dating is there's two reasons why we struggle with love. It's basically you're either dating the wrong person over and over again or you're doing the wrong thing. And for me, it was a combination of both. Obviously, I was dating the wrong sort of men um, who weren't compatible with me, but more than anything, I was doing the wrong thing. I was completely self-sabotaging and I was pushing these men away because clearly they did want to commit. It was just not to me. So if they're willing to ask the woman to marry them straight after me, and she might even be similar to me. There was a couple of girls that I ended up knew who they, they um, ended up committing to, and I was like, oh, but she kind of looks like me. And so it's not because I'm not beautiful enough. It's not because, you know, I don't have a great personality. Something else must be there. Something else must be blocking me because that can be the only reason. I'm the common denominator. And when you realise that, it's kind of like a combination between, okay, well, that sucks because, you know, I think I'm fantastic and clearly I'm doing something wrong. But at the same time, it's like, okay, I'm my own problem, but I'm also my own solution. And I think this is where the breakthrough lies with a lot of women because there's this myth that men don't mm -hmm. want to commit, right? It's because total myth. Yeah. Because they commit at a different rate. That's all. That's just the difference. They commit at a different rate. And our desire to have certainty as women towards where our relationship is going so that we're not wasting time, so we can have children, we can have a family, overrides the rate at which men commit. And so we become so focused on the commitment and how we can have him love us and how we can have him validate us and all these sort of things that it just has the complete opposite effect and actually pushes him away. And, you know, this is where we need to go, okay, well, if men do want to commit, because clearly they do, mm -hmm. then how can I get the right man to actually commit to me? And how can I become a committable sort of woman? How can I become a dateable woman? How can I become a woman who's actually marriage material? Um, because at the end of the day, you can't force a man to commit to you and you don't want to force him to commit to yeah, you. You don't want to yeah. spend 
the rest of your life trying to convince him, you know, to stay. So it really comes down to going, okay, who am I as a woman if, if he was going to date me, you know? And it's one of the reasons why I got massive breakthrough because for the first time I realised, okay, clearly I'm contributing to the issue here. It just can't be these men. I'm obviously doing something. And that was when I asked myself, okay, well, would I commit to me? Would I marry me? Wow. That, that's a great question. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, it's, wow. it's, a, it's a question that really makes you look in the mirror and go, okay, I'm responsible for my choices. I'm responsible for who I choose to invest into and what I do in that relationship to set the tone of that relationship. Now, there are things that you will be aware of and things that you won't be aware of. But we just can't keep going around using the, the blanket sort of phrase that all men don't want to commit or it's a unicorn if you find a man that does want to commit because the truth is men crave to be able to lead a family. They crave mm -hmm. to be able to provide. It's one of those natural sort of masculine instincts in them to be able to be the head of a household and to be able to be the man because one of the, the huge fundamental things that men uh, have to have to be feel fulfilled in a man is they need to know that they're needed. It's that hero mentality. So he wants to do those things. The only difference is, is he needs to do it at his rate and he needs to know that it's with the right woman. Yeah. So if he's a great guy and he's willing to commit, then you've got to look at the other factor and the other factor is yourself. And clearly there's something going on within me at that time that was causing men to run away. And, and that was basically the light bulb moment for me. Right. Like, uh, in other words, like women are behaving oftentimes as they are on audition for a wife. When it comes to meeting mm -hmm. a great guy, you know, she, she wants to impress him any way she can. And what actually happens is the opposite. It's a boomerang effect. Like uh, they, it, it just repels, it repels men. It, uh, maybe repels is not the right word, but I think uh, it goes in that, that direction. It's just, mm. it keeps them away. Like uh, they just pull away without giving any explanation oftentimes they don't even say why they stopped calling so no. that's one of the main problems that our clients face with so what would you say um how what should a woman do after being ghosted like Mm. And it happens so often in this situation, like one woman is being ghosted and he runs away to another woman and he he settles down with this other woman. Mm. But in this, in this first period, maybe he didn't even lose uh, interest completely for this, this woman who was maybe too pushy. And as you said, physical appearance doesn't even help in this situation. Yeah. If a woman is pushing all the time, pushing, and I've done it you've done it we all done it at certain point even though we were thinking that we weren't desperate but we had our own ways of pushing the relationship yeah. forward you you are not really aware of this so uh, uh, oftentimes like he didn't even lose interest right away he just uh, pulled away and this is a period when a woman can do a lot to change things in her behalf, like to turn the tables and make him want her again. So what can she do in this situation? Yeah. Well, 
I'll say this. There's only one reason why a man will commit to a woman and why he'll continue to see her and invest in her. Um, and obviously I'm not talking about a player that just wants sex. I'm talking about, mm-hmm. a, you know, a, a decent man who actually is looking for a relationship, whether he knows it or not, but he at least is heading towards that direction. Mm-hmm. And that is that when he is with that woman, he feels great about himself because she makes him feel like a better man because she makes mm-hmm. him feel amazing. If he pulls back from a woman, it's purely because she's not meeting one of his masculine core desires and needs, which is to feel good about himself when he's with her because then that's like, okay, my masculine um, you know, desires are fulfilled. Uh, she makes me feel like a hero. She, she encourages me. There's affirmation, all these sort of things. And it's what will make a man choose one woman over the other. Now, you can have both women of equal beauty start to date a man. Mm-hmm. And if one of them is either too dominant, so uh, she becomes the masculine, he no longer feels like he has a role, or she becomes um, a doormat, so he doesn't feel like he's got any sort of challenge or chase, which he needs, or she nags or puts him down. There's basically you know nine different types of women personalities that mm-hmm. will turn a man away then he will choose the other woman over her, even if the other woman is of equal beauty or lesser beauty or more yeah. beauty. It's got nothing to Definitely. do with it. If he stops feeling good about who he is with mm-hmm. her, he will choose another woman. And so what he does is he goes, okay, when he spends time with her, I feel really good about myself. I feel happy. I feel empowered as a man. I feel like I'm a man. I feel like I'm needed. Like all those boxes start to tick in his head without him even realising it. He then associates that feeling with that woman. Mm-hmm. and the time spent with that woman so he'll continue to invest in it. Now, the moment he starts to not feel as fulfilled with her about himself, then he equates that to being with her. And so then that's when he'll start to pull back. So when a guy ghosts you, ghosting is a really sort of interesting sort of thing because I've had women approach me and they've had their husbands ghost them after, you know, 18 years of marriage, which is incredibly heartbreaking then I've had women be ghosted after you know a couple of dates with a guy Mm -hmm. um all these sort of things it is a massive form of rejection for us ladies because it's this unanswered phenomenon of why they did it in the first place because when someone ghosts you they don't tell you and so it's this unanswered question of what did I do wrong to make him not torture. even want to tell me. It is. It's awful. It's like this open page. Mm-hmm. It's like when you read a book and the last page is missing and you're just like, I just want to know the I answer. I just want to you know, know what happened. Right? Yeah. And so often we dig for that answer because we're so desperate to have some sort of closure. But the truth is the moment he ghosted you is the moment that you got closure because if someone mm-hmm. feels that not giving you any sort of respect to be able to tell you that they're pulling back or they're not interested, especially if you've had a long-term relationship with them, then that doesn't become about you. That actually becomes about them. That becomes about them and their inability to confront what needs to be corrected, either within themselves or within, you know, dating you. And trying to dig up an answer is trying to solve something that shouldn't be reopened anyway. You know, if we continue to chase someone or try to convince someone or ask their friends or dig around and contact his social media but he's blocked you, it's not so much about what did I do wrong. That that shouldn't be the focus. The focus should be how can I then make sure that I can move forward and learn something from this so that I'm not trying to bring a zombie back instead but I'm instead putting this energy into, okay, what could I have possibly done to maybe push him away? Was I nagging? Was I too dominant? Mm-hmm. Was I, um, 
you know, did I try to please him too much, you know? And it's not necessarily about picking yourself apart. It's about going, what can I learn from this? And that's what, you know, I was able to do each and every time. Um, and it's why I built a career out of it because people mm-hmm. are like, wow, how do you know so much? And I'm like, well, after 10 years of toxic cycles, toxic dating, broken relationships and broken hearts, you learn a little bit. You learn about, okay, I've done this wrong. I did a lot of stuff right, but I also did a lot of things wrong. And so if we're able to take any sort of form of rejection that we get from a man as a way to redirect our energy, our thoughts, um, and become curious about why it happened in the first place, then that's when you're going to start to get breakthrough because it's that curiosity of not why he did it, as in like how can you get him Mm -hmm. back, but why did he do it so that I can learn something from it? That's when you're able to channel whatever negative situation you've had into something positive and use it as a stepping stone to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Yeah, you said it so, so, it's so great how you said it, like, what I often say to my clients when guy goes to you you don't need to look for an answer because he's not interested anymore Mm. that's the answer and it really doesn't matter why and when you mentioned this uh, how to get him back it's also possible if you if you know why this happened and why this pattern keeps coming back it's it's really easy. The, the, that's one of the easiest things to get him back. But but the, the problem is that you can't change a guy. You can't fix him to be who you want him to be. That's no. the problem. That's not not possible actually. <laughs> you can you can motivate him. You can get sure. him back. You can ha- get him interested again. That's a piece of cake really. Sure. If you sure. understand the male psychology and if you know how to do this so that's 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 really great how how you said this and uh talking about this commitment that most 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 of women i mean i think almost all of the women listening right now they actually want a serious relationship high quality relationship they want a commitment so my question for you would be um when is the best time for a man and a woman to commit? In other words, um, how long should woman wait for a guy to commit? Mm. Well, that's it's a good question because it's something that, I, like I had touched on before, women, we crave that certainty. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing what's happening with our love life, who are we investing into, are we wasting time, especially if you want to have children and we know that we all have, you know, a clock ticking. Um, but more than anything, we just want to know that there's a security about our future and a security about our heart as well. It's this, um, you know, feminine desire to love and be loved. So there's nothing wrong with wanting commitment. You're, you're not crazy for wanting commitment and you're not crazy for wanting to know how soon that's actually available to you. Yeah, of course. What we need to understand, though, is that men commit at a different rate and they think about commitment at a different rate. And there's different stages of commitment. So when you're starting to date someone, um, obviously you're going on a couple of dates, you know, then that the dating phase of commitment would be him committing to a phone call committing to following through, committing to asking you on a next date. That's his level of commitment right then. He's not thinking, is this my future wife? It may be in Mm -hmm. the back of his mind, but he's not focused on that because he's getting to know the girl, which is 
an amazing lesson that we can learn as females is who's the man behind the commitment? What is his default character? Does his default character match up with my default character? And the only way you're going to know that is literally over time. So trying to rush and get the commitment out of him without actually knowing who you're committing to, setting yourself up for a ticking time bomb. could go either mm-hmm. way. It might blow up and be fabulous. Most of the time it blows up and it's not so fabulous, right? Yeah. And then we we get into a relationship and we're like, ah, oh, crap, like it wasn't the dream marriage that I thought or all of a sudden he's not the same guy who I thought he was. And it's like, well, honey, you've only known him for a couple of months. You know, he's, he's been on his best behaviour for that sort of period. Yeah. yeah. So I think... You know, there's this concept that if we learn to date like a man, we as women learn to have then protect our hearts and focus more on who we're committing to rather than the actual commitment itself. Because if it's the right person, it'll happen anyway. It'll happen at the right time and it'll happen by the series of default, which is him just then levelling up and going, yep, this introducing you as his girlfriend, introducing to his family. And it won't be the let's sit down and have a talk. Am I your boyfriend? Am I your girlfriend sort of thing? Mm -hmm. It'll be a mature sort of progression, okay? And the two biggest indications um, of a healthy relationship is peace and progress. And so if you're dating a guy, then in the initial stages of dating, it shouldn't be, you know, is he going to be my future husband and getting carried away in the future? You don't even know this person. You don't even know Mm -hmm. if you want him to be a future husband. It's about going... How do I feel when I'm with him on this date? Does he have potential for another date? Does he have potential for me to keep investing into him? And that's as far as it should go. Mm -hmm. Now, after a couple of months, um, like you really don't know someone until at least 12 weeks, okay? Like that's when you're just starting to get to know them. After that 12 weeks, it would probably start to go a little bit more serious. You know, you'll be booking things up in advance. You might be planning your Easter holidays, your Christmas, depending on what time of the year, and it'll be starting to, like, you know, seriously seeing each other. His level of commitment should continue to be consistent. That's his level of committing. Now, he's not going to necessarily get down on one knee. Um, Depending on the man that you're dating, depending where he is at life, you know, again, it's not just because we want commitment that he should automatically want it as well. This Mm -hmm. is where, again, are we on the same page? This is a matter of compatibility. But if we're able to understand as women the rate at which men commit and how we can trigger him to want to commit a little bit more, maybe a bit faster, then that's when we're able to have a bit more control over, you know, not wasting time on the wrong man and making sure that I'm the woman that he wants to commit to, which again is he feels good about me, so therefore he wants to keep investing to me. That's pretty much what it comes down to. If you're dating a man who openly either jokes about not committing because men mm-hmm. reveal the truth in their jokes, okay, mm-hmm. or he's circumstantially come out of a relationship or a situation where either he's completely lost his identity or his career and so he just is not able to really focus or he's just come out of a marriage or another relationship, then chances are he won't be ready to commit. So for us women, we have to, to look at it as not just because we desire commitment, that he should desire it as well. We have to understand what circumstantially is happening to increase or decrease the chances of commitment. What am I allowing? Because if you're giving him girlfriend benefits without him actually treating you as a girlfriend and confirming you as a girlfriend, then he's got what he wants. He doesn't need to commit further, okay? Yeah, he, he won't invest. 
no. anything. He doesn't have to because you're already yeah, giving him yeah, yeah. all the benefits that he wants without the commitment, okay? So, and then yeah. you're sitting there going, oh, but I just don't understand. I want him to marry me. I was like, well, hang on a second. Why would he? Because he's already got everything that he wants because we've set that standard mm-hmm. already for him. Um, again, knowing how he works, if you're constantly chasing him or you're nagging him or you're putting him down or you're not affirming him, why would he commit to that? Why would he commit to someone that he doesn't feel good with? So if we're able to mm-hmm. understand more about what the context of, of the dating relationship that you're in, how men work and also where your desire for commitment is coming from, is it coming from fear of missing out? Is it coming from fear of dying alone? Is it coming from lack of self-love and you're just so desperate to have a husband or this and that because you just don't know how to love yourself? That's when we're able to have the bigger picture of what what could possibly be um, the level of commitment from that person. And it's not a quick fix. It's not a quick answer. And I, I think that's why a lot of people get frustrated. They're just like, just tell me, Renee, is he going to commit or not? It's like, well, hang on a second. You've got to look at all these different aspects. Yes, and then that will give you an indication of whether or not you should continue to invest in that man, whether or not he's ready to actually commit at the right time. And, and that's basically the answer. Yeah, women oftentimes, like, they hear men saying, it's just sex, it's just physical between us, I'm not ready for a relationship. And they think, he'll come around. Yeah. He'll come around. He won't. He won't. He just said it. It's just sex. He won't. Especially, maybe he will. But if if you step out of this situation, if you keep on dating other people and say just okay it's okay we can be friends i completely understand you and i are looking for completely other things Mm. in that in that sense he could come around but if you Mm. stay and keep on sleeping with him like in a relationship without any commitment it will never become one and then we come back to this issue when he will be ready to commit but to someone else even though he said he's not ready yet it oftentimes means that he's not not ready to commit yet especially to you Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i think you know, if you're ever wondering what a man's character and intentions are, look at what he's consistent in, whether he's consistent in certain behaviour or whether he's consistent in what he says. And if a man constantly always says, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I don't want a relationship, I told you I don't want a relationship, then listen to it. That's that's yeah. what he's saying. That's how he's feeling. It's not your job to convince him otherwise or try to change his mind. Um you know, and most of the time what we do is we then give even more, hoping that yeah, the more yeah, that we okay. give, <laughs> the more yeah. that he's going to give back. But it has the complete opposite of effect, right? So there are times where you can change a man in a way of he wants to change, mm-hmm. okay? He has to want to change. All mm-hmm. you can do is encourage. And encouraging a man to change isn't about forcing him or it's about, mm-hmm. you know, doing pleasing him. It's about knowing how to set that standard of what it is that you desire and communicating that to him and then giving him the freedom to make up his mind whether or not he wants to change, you know. Um, there are those men out there which you see who are always players and all of a sudden they mm-hmm. meet that one girl and they're like, right, I'm marrying her. And then you hear, what? He settled down? He got married? Yeah. He had children? It's like, oh. Um, and that's because it just took that one woman who was different from the others and she was a woman who basically wasn't going to put up with his crap. 
She was a woman who set that standard, who wasn't going to back down, who challenged him in a way that made him want to be a better man and he felt good about who he was when he was with her. So that's why he's like, I need to lock this girl down. So I think, you know, women get this this idea in their head that in order to be able to get a man to, to commit, we have to force it out of him. When really you can trigger certain things to make him want to commit, but that isn't you giving even more or it's not you playing games or it's not you, you know, being sexually active just to try and keep him. It's mm-hmm. actually understanding biologically and physically mm-hmm. and emotionally how men actually work and then making sure, again, that you are the sort of woman that will attract a committed man as well. Again, it's not just about him. It's not just about the man that you date. It's also about the woman that you are and if you're a dateable woman. Yeah, and uh, I love that you brought up this topic around players because Mm. players are dear ladies who are listening players can fall in love too and uh, you and me saw this thousands of times with our clients and not only our clients i had my own experience with Mm. with players and like my friends were dating players and they eventually got married and they settled down and it's it's a player is a man too. He yeah. only has some advantages that some other guys don't. Most of the players are very handsome, like physically very attractive, and that gives them a certain uh, advantage. Mm. I always say players have options, and that's why they they yeah. keep moving forward. But but yeah. it's easy. It's actually it's not so hard to win a player's heart. He's only just a man. And yeah. yeah, we were talking earlier about this physical appearance. We were talking about beautiful women, but it's it's the same with beautiful men. Like they are they are also men, and they keep keep on make, making the same mistakes, or they keep on looking for uh, women. And what I would like to add here, I'm sure you will agree on this, and I would love to hear your opinion on this. Like. Uh, men who have options, they don't really reg- regret a lot when they go on and move forward. They move forward, they keep on going much yeah. faster than than a guy, a normal guy uh, from a neighborhood like who looks like average-looking guy, let's say this. Mm. So... Um, I assume that you have a similar experience when working with women who are in love with players. Like they mm. just they just don't regret much. They don't think it over. Like they just mm. keep on going and going until one woman shows up uh, what you just said and sets the boundaries. Yeah. She's yeah. probably going to be the one, but she has to know how to set the boundaries. So can you give an example of setting the boundaries with a player? Yeah, so it's so true. Um, and it's funny because my my own fiancé is someone who's quite good looking and he's always had mm-hmm. a lot of attention from women. And I'm he's been in relationships, but I'm the very first woman that he's ever been in love with. And I'm the longest relationship he's ever had. And he was your yeah. typical sort of, I wouldn't say player, but he was definitely a Casanova. He knew how yeah. to charm women, you know. And so when 
his family met me um, and, you know, what we, we moved countries after three months mm-hmm. and we got engaged after nine months of knowing each other. You know, it was like that was it. He, he literally mm-hmm. got into a point in his life where he thought he was never going to fall in love mm-hmm. um, and he had all these relationships and all of a sudden he met me and that was it. And the reason why, um, you know, considering I had had a history of men never wanting to commit to me yet I then met a man literally after my own breakthrough after four months and then got engaged nine months later was I had gotten to a point where I was no longer just going to settle for crap, where I had to really work on who I was as a woman and know that I am setting that standard and that I'm communicating that standard each and every time. If you decide to date a man who you can openly see red flags with, which is what mm-hmm. players have, but typically they're usually alpha males, okay, mm-hmm. um, they have that sense of charm, a sense of leadership, that real sort of masculine energy, hence why we're mm-hmm. really attracted to them as women, right? Mm-hmm. And he's acting in such a way that you can sense that it could lead to dangerous territory. As a woman, you then have a, you have two choices. You can either indulge who he is so that you can continue to have his attention or you can risk laying down a standard, which might mean pushing him away, mm-hmm. but what it will do is it'll probably end up having him chase you a little bit more. Now, the fine line happens here. When a player starts to chase you, it's the chase that they love, hence why they Mm -hmm. will keep pursuing you, pursuing you, pursuing you. You need to make sure that he's not in it just for a chase. And this is where the only thing that will be able to really give you an indication of what his true intentions are is not only you laying down the standards but also time. Okay, because what happens is, is I have a lot of girls saying, oh, you know, I laid down the standard, he kept chasing, chasing me, and as soon as he got me, he walked away. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's why it's a combination of knowing if you want to play with fire, there is a chance that you can be burnt. Mm-hmm. Okay, and if you can choose who to fall in love with instead of just investing into whoever you feel attracted to, that's where we get smart with love. Okay, that's where we don't just give our heart away, we actually choose to fall in love with somebody who is good for us. And so, for any woman who is currently dating a player or is attracted to players, you have to ask yourself, okay, do you want to keep putting yourself in a high-risk situation where you might get hurt or he might not, you know, end up wanting to change um, even once you lay the standard, even once, you know, you give a little and then he gives some and then you pull back and this and that. That becomes an exhausting sort of process. I would actually say if you're attracted to men who have typical alpha male qualities, look for the qualities that go beyond just that typical sort of um, charm that's there. Like, are they kind? Are they consistent? Um, Are they someone who follows through? And choose to date someone who's ready. I know that might not be the answer that women want to hear because especially if you're dating a guy Mm -hmm. at the moment who is like a little bit of a player. But as I said, you choose who you date. And if you're putting that standard down, which is fantastic, but he's still acting that way, then then whatever it is that you allow is what is going to continue to happen. And so instead of trying to change a player, choose to date a man who's ready. Make your life easier. And don't see it as a loss because you didn't get the guy that, you know, you really wanted. See it as a gain because you're actually learning to fall in love with who and what is good for you. There's always exceptions to the rules. The difference between when I started dating my fiancé was not only had I arrived at a place where I knew my worth, I knew how to Mm -hmm. communicate it, um, I also knew what a good man was by that stage as well. And I saw those qualities within him. And the funny thing was is that I withdrew the positive qualities with 
out of him without me even knowing. I had no idea that he was a Casanova. It wasn't until his family was actually like, well, did you know that blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what? Because <laughs> I'd only ever known the, the beautiful side of him. Yeah, you know? yes, I can imagine. So this is where, you know, if you're a woman who knows how to set a standard and you know your worth and you know what you're worthy of and also what you need to do even if you don't mm-hmm. feel like it in order to build a healthy relationship, then that is where you will either withdraw the positive qualities out of a player so he will no longer be a player mm-hmm. or you'll push him away and then, you know what, just wipe your hands clean of that because you're doing yourself a favour. I'm here to help you with your specific situation. If you want to start changing your love life now, find my latest blog or apply for coaching on sknelly.com. Yeah, yeah, that's that's amazing. But you said it like uh, in your example with your fiance. So and in your relationship, you did set the boundaries, even though yeah. he was perfect, but you were in your own place when you knew when you, what you wanted and you knew how to communicate what you yeah. wanted. And you were kind of feeling, um, how to say, you were feeling safe to say, okay, I'm and cool. You were cool saying, okay, this is what I want. I'm in this stage of my life where I want this. And you probably said that you are interested to hear what he actually wants and where he stands and that's some kind of normal communication that that's it's it's quite okay because you know Renee you you know this of course that uh, women are oftentimes confused and afraid to to communicate what they want because they think if I say that I want to be in a relationship that will turn him off no 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 it won't Uh, if you say I want a relationship with you and only with you and I can't live without you I mean I'm over exaggerating now (laughs) just joking but if you go if you approach the man in this sense then he will back away, he will pull yes. away. But it, yes. what you did, uh, in your example, you can tell us like how it went. How, how, one of the examples where you said uh, to your now fiancé and then he was just your boyfriend, uh, what you told him uh, when you had like the talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because we never actually had the talk mm-hmm. as such. And we were just Mm -hmm. on the same page with each other and there was open communication and open transparency Mm -hmm. about how we felt. We dated, he courted me, Mm -hmm. you know, we didn't rush into intimacy. We didn't rush into, you know, a label. We were just two mature adults who had arrived at a time in our life where when we met, it just felt right. We got to know each other we mm-hmm. went on dates and we would talk for hours or we do fun things and it literally was like it was like old school kind of courting each other because we wanted to show each other that we were interested we wanted to place value on each other we wanted to prioritize each other and so it actually became the commitment became a natural progression it became um not we never once said are you my boyfriend are you my girlfriend it was never like that it got to a mm-hmm. point where obviously we confessed our love for each other even that wasn't stage it wasn't you know mm-hmm. i have something to tell you it was more like I'm in love with you. And then he was like, I'm in love with you too. And it was this 
mutual, mature understanding. Mm -hmm. And I think as women, if you've always experienced, you know, crappy relationships and it's the moment you get something remotely better, you're like, oh, yes, I need to jump on it. I need to have the conversation with him. And and it's like you can have it. You can have something that is completely healthy, completely Mm -hmm. easy. It's just whatever you're continuing to put up with is whatever you're going to keep getting. So if you're trying to convince a player to be with you, that's going to become exhausting. And this is what I'm talking about. No, it's never going to work. And it it doesn't have to be that Mm -hmm. way. That's the crazy thing. Just because you've always experienced dating and relationships one way doesn't mean that it has to continue to be the way Mm -hmm. again and again. And obviously that was my pattern for 10 years, you know, experiencing love in a really toxic sort of way. And the only the reason why I got breakthrough was because I stopped and reevaluated who I was and what I was doing and what I needed to do in order to change that pattern. And then once I changed that pattern, it was amazing how much I accelerated real love into my life because my thoughts were different, my actions were different, my responses were different, and it wasn't me trying or you know, forcing myself to do things. It was literally I'd created a different mindset, a different lifestyle that was attracting healthy love. And so when that healthy love arrived in my life, again, it wasn't forced. It wasn't let's have a conversation sort of thing. It was just easy. It was natural. And it was me knowing that I'm going to keep continuing to communicate my value in this relationship right from day one right until the day I die because I know that that's a healthy thing to do and I know that Mm -hmm. that's an important thing to do, just like I want my partner to do the same. And so it really just frustrates me as women because they're trying to make this stuff work so hard, 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 hard. And it's like it doesn't have to be that way. You can't turn a lemon tree into an orange tree. It's just like just go and date Mm -hmm. oranges if that's what you want. (laughs) (laughs) Great said. (laughs) Great said. So, I mean, amazing, Renee, like we could talk for hours and days about this topic, but what would you say, like the topic of, the main topic of this summit is change your love life. So what would you say, what would be your uh, your advice to women that want to change their love life, uh, like in, in, uh, how to say, very quickly? what would be their first step to do this? Because we agreed that, like, for example, a man, when when uh, they start dating, a woman, uh, when a woman and a man start dating, it's very crucial to know that if you want this man to fall in love, he needs to chase you. And that's exactly what we were talking about during the whole interview. Mm. So... What would be your tips about him chasing you, man mm. chasing a woman? So we are talking about the early stages of relationship here. Yeah. So if if a woman can can know how to do this, this is the first step of changing her love life. She won't be wasting her time on chasing men. I mm. think this is very relevant to to mention. So what would you say? Look, I think when it comes to having a man pursue you and chase you, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be about game playing. It shouldn't be about, oh, don't text him back for two hours if you want him to chase mm-hmm. you and, you know, pretend that you're busy and, you know, all this sort of stuff. It's That's exhausting. That it just becomes a list of rules instead of a mindset of knowing how to actually be a woman that he wants to chase, mm-hmm. you know. So the breakthrough lies in not a bunch of rules. The breakthrough lies in, okay, 
well, am I the sort of partner that a man will continually want to pursue because I have my own purpose, because I know how to set a standard, because I know how to give him positive challenge and I don't just let him walk all over me, because I'm fulfilled outside of him so I'm not desperate to always have his attention all the time right. to mm-hmm. try and fulfill myself because I have my own goals, my own social life, my own career, my own purpose because I contribute and I put in equal effort. If you're able to understand what it takes to actually have a man pursue you, then you're able to create a lifestyle of chase which gives you fulfillment as a woman because, again, you're not relying on a bunch of rules and not Mm -hmm. only that, you learn how to be fulfilled without a man, but you're also able to be fulfilled in your relationship because he has his masculine desires to feel so he wants to keep investing. So I always say to my girls, for me, it's not about games. It's about creating, again, a lifestyle of chase. And as I said, that comes down to being a woman who knows how to be equal effort mm-hmm. and a partner, a woman who understands a man's needs and desires, not just her own, and also a woman who is completely fulfilled without a man, you know, a woman who has right. her own purpose, has her own thing going on. It doesn't mean that you don't want a man. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, I openly want to be in love. I openly want to be with a man. And for me, I got to a point where I was like, I want this, I desire it, but I'm willing to never be with a man again if they're only ever going to be the wrong man. That's mm-hmm. that's the point that I got to where I realised I was my own rescue. I was, you know, responsible for my happiness and I wasn't willing to keep settling and compromising anymore because that just equaled heartache and pain. So getting the man to chase you is a whole lot easier than you actually think. And the best yeah. part is, is if you do it right, it's sustainable mm-hmm. and you get joy and fulfilment out of it as well as an individual, even if you don't have a man in your life, because you've created a mindset and a lifestyle that is really positive, that fills you up as an individual and as a woman, which then attracts you know men to want to keep pursuing you. Yeah, just focus on yourself first. You can't mm. put all of your focus on a man. Because that's that's the point where he's walking away. But if you are focused on yourself, if you have your goals and interests, and that, that's I'm sure that many women heard this a lot of times before, but it's actually very important, like to have your life to be happy without a man. Mm-hmm. Man wants yeah. to be a part of a woman's life who is already happy by herself without yeah. him. And and that's it. That's it. And he will pursue you. And as you said, like, um, you can mo- motivate him to pursue yeah. you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That, that, that's quite easy to do. Mm. But mm. Uh, the first step would actually be to, to be focused on yourself, to work on yourself. And it's, it's not yeah. only in love, it's in, in, in your career. And like yeah. working on yourself, it's it's one of the most important things that you can do because mm. you in uh, in a plane you put a mask on your face if some if something goes wrong if you need to mm. if, well if there's a problem with a plane mm. then mm. you need to put a mask on your face and then a mask on and then help someone yeah. yeah help others yeah yeah so 
Great, great. I think this was a very, very interesting topic today, Renee. But um, I'm sure that a lot of women would like to talk to you and reach out to you after this interview. So how can they do that? What is the best way to approach you? And you also have a free gift for our ladies. So let me yeah. hear. Um, so I've got my YouTube channel um, and I've got my social media. The most interactive I'm on is probably Instagram, uh, which is just my name, Renee Slansky, same with my YouTube mm -hmm. channel. Um, and I also have a Facebook group called Worth the Wait, and that's just for single women. And it's basically I do live Q&As in there. And it's a great place to have, you know, probably a little bit more interaction with me one-on-one -on -one in the group. Um, I have my site, thedatingdirectory.co, which has just got you know, so many articles on there. I'm very passionate about love education and giving women as much value as I possibly can. So between that and my YouTube channel, you'll have a lot to be able to get through and just have oh. as like kind of a resource library, I guess. Um, and I'd love to be able to give away um, a free gift and that free gift, which I mean, there's two, but I think um, the first one would be, um, I think the, the best one would actually be, are you dateable? And for me, this was the moment that was the turning point in my life. It's a guide, but it's also a quiz in there mm -hmm. as well, which really makes you stop and think, okay, you're the common denominator in your life. You're the common denominator in who you date and all your relationships. So what are you doing? You know, who are you as a person? And I go through in that guide, you know, the sort of things that you could be doing possibly wrong. Are you A, B or C? Um, and it will give you a little bit of a snapshot of where your roadblocks are and how you're contributing to them. And it's, again, a little bit of a self-audit, which I think is a good mm -hmm. place to start. It's not about criticising you or having you pull yourself apart. All it is is about taking accountability and responsibility for if you're wanting to move forward. So um, I'd love to be able to give that to the girls. Great, great. I think it will be very, very useful because what you said, that was a turning point in your love, love mm -hmm. life and it will be in theirs too. So I think it's very, very valuable and ladies go ahead, hurry up and take this, this great opportunity to, to solve this quiz and also to, to reach out to Renee and uh, to especially to check out her YouTube channel because there are so many incredible tips that you can find there uh, about everything that you want to know so so great great thank you thank you so much Renee Renee yeah. is at the moment uh, in Greece I'm mm -hmm. in Croatia so both of us are sending you lots of love and regards from Europe and uh, uh, I will see you in the next episode of Change Your Love Life. Uh, and I thank you all for watching today. So, bye for today. Bye. <laughs>